Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Lifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the uh, Monday morning episode. Sam, have you been intruded there? You, Did you, you just hear a door? door? Yeah. There could ghost? be some ghost activity. There could be some spectral activity in my oh. pod rig. And it's live, people. Live yeah. ghost, ghostly activity in my pod rig. A ghost trying to interfere with my podding. Who I mean, knows why? It's probably good that I'm sort of 300 miles away and I can see what's going on because if you do get consumed by the ghost... Or mm. um, or just fucking I don't know what do they do? It covers take you in that. ectoplasm. It, it, it could take me over, and yeah. during this pod, I might start talking in a different voice—the voice of a ghost. <laughs> this is the voice of a ghost. Or I may begin to speak in tongues, which can also happen yeah. sometimes when you're possessed. My name is Charles Kelly, and I have. <laughs> I was murdered. Here in the London borough, or as it was then, the Middlesex borough. (laughs) (laughs) I have come back to tell my tale. Do you know what? Ghosts are real bores, aren't they? They are. They're like, they always want to fucking tell you their tale. And they always go really lampardy about, of course, it was then not a part of London. They tell you a bit of history that you're not interested in. And you're like... Mate, why can't you just be like the ghosts that you used to get in, like, Poltergeist or something yeah. like that? Like, a mental ghost. American ghosts. With a bit of spunk American about ghosts. Them. Spunky yeah, exactly. ghosts. American ghosts that go, they've got pizzazz. Yeah. Right? And they go ghosts. fucking mental, like, heads spin round, blood comes out of taps. Yeah. You know what the best ghosts are? Fucking Native American ghosts, mate. Ooh. Because yeah. the, when, if, you, if, you have a, if you're in America... And you have you live somewhere that was built on a Native American burial ground. Mm-hmm. Things are going to get freaky. Ghosts galore. But yeah. If you live in the UK, you're bound to get some sort of like historical Lampard come and bore the shit out of you yeah. and start telling you about their lives. My father before a- me was what was called a woolman. Now that's a uh, job title you may not be familiar with, <laughs> but many generations of my yeah, all right, mate. Are you going to do any ghost tricks? Because I haven't got much time. If you're here to fucking haunt me, do something mental. I oh, spent my childhood off. in a flour mill. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, who cares, mate? <laughs> Shit, ghost. Hey, look what's just within reaching distance of me at all times when oh, I do this ghosts. podcast. It's now, the Book of that's Ghosts. That's not a boring book, the Book of Ghosts. Do you fancy a random page check? Yeah, give us here? a random page of the give ghost book. Give us a number book. between 1 and 30. Miss this. Okay, uh, 21. 21. I mean, if we've done this one before, then we'll choose a different one. Oh, ghosts around the world. Ah, brilliant. <laughs> well, that, well, how weird is that? Because we've yeah. just been talk- comparing American ghosts oh, yeah. to British go. ghosts. 
British ghosts are the shittest ghosts. Well, come, come. Our American cousins in the ghost world may have more showbiz razzmatazz, it's true, but much of that is superficiality. We are ghosts with depth and a true story to tell. Ghosts with integrity. Yeah, blah, 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 fuck off. Turn it in, you twat. You want to be one of those fucking ghosts that the voodoo lot summon in Haiti. They're the yeah. fucking good ghosts, mate, like yeah. in Live and Let Die and that. Well, this this is a two-page uh, special, and it's ghosts around the world. There's four on each page, so I'll do page 21, the four ghosts that are on the Great. way. None of them are from Great Britain, as you'd Thank expect, God. because yeah. you know, why would they? Number one, the legless ghost. Uh, legless, not oh, yeah. as in Great. drunk, but as in no. without legs. Flights about, um, yeah. It says, Japanese ghosts were believed to be deformed as a punishment for evil deeds when alive. Many (laughs) many were legless, their lower limbs engulfed in flames. Fucking hell. Imagine seeing that. Look at that cunt. That is fucking awesome. I haven't got legs. I've got fucking fire (laughs) for legs to get. (laughs) Have a look at this. (laughs) Johnny Fire Legs. It says, according to legend, they warned people when death was near. Hey. Good. Next one. Look out, cunts. Death's near. Now look Next. at my fiery, fiery legs. You could end up with a pair like this. This is your destiny. Next one. The eating ghost. Uh, the people of the Banks Islands in the Pacific Ocean believe that certain stones were haunted by eating ghosts. Oh. Stones with ghosts in them. Fuck you now. If a person's shadow fell across such a stone, the mm. ghost was thought to suck out the person's soul. Oh, oh blimey, it's all you need when you're in your holidays. After losing his soul, the person died. These stones were placed in empty houses to keep away thieves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the Banks Islands. In well, the it's probably Ocean there. cheaper than getting one of those ring doorbells ring things, that people yeah. are into. You just well, go, well, I just picked up some of these fucking stones, lay them out yeah. in the house... That way, any cunt comes in, gets his soul sucked out. Yeah. And what I do is I put a sign up outside just saying, caution, soul-sucking eating stones in this house are kept overnight in this house. Exactly. And that puts them off. And what a lot of people do, if they can't find any of the stones, they just put the signs up anyway. Yeah. Because the most birthers aren't going to take the risk, are they? It's like the way that a lot of people put up ADT alarm boxes on the front of their houses With that are empty still puts the burglars off yeah you can get the stones that just look like the stones but aren't them and they're just made out of plastic onwards the waterfall ghost sam oh uh, and this is australia in uh, in 1905 two men on holiday a bit like yourself and your cousin in wheels mm-hmm. mm. yeah two men on holiday saw a pair of ghostly hands come out of a waterfall the hands oh, beckoned to them <sighs> look Looking behind the waterfall, they found a cave with three skeletons in it. The ghostly presence had fulfilled its task to draw attention to the remains of the dead. That's a bit Mm. shit. Well, the fucking ghost, I'd be like, I'd say to the ghost, listen, mate, I've got to be honest, I feel like you've wasted my time a bit. Yeah. Like, when I saw your hands coming through a waterfall and beckoning me, i got to admit, I thought I was going to get a hand job minimum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was that you know and I know that that to gesture to have some hands appear through a waterfall and beckon you. Yeah. That is, you know, with the classic one single finger beckon. Look at the size of the hands compared to the size of the men. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Massive so hands. Dirty. How? Massive yeah. hands. You would have thought, I'm going to take a gamble here. It could mm-hmm. be dangerous, but at the same time, this is a once in a lifetime it, like opportunity. If Some it hands is a have hand job, it's going to be. If it is a hand job, it's going to be a really weird one because the hands yeah. are massive. It's going to be like it, getting it, a hand it, job it, off Jeff Capes or something. It could kill me. Yeah. But what a way it to go. Snap me dick off. Couldn't it? Yeah. But could yeah, happen. you see, what a way to go. And it's and back in I the middle and it's we've gone. We've all been in situations like that where we thought that was going to happen as well. Yeah. You know, we, we, especially when you're younger, you're halfway through someone giving you a hand, just an inexperienced person. Yeah. And suddenly you're like, this is, this is coming off. I'm going to die. But it would be awkward to say anything, so I'll just take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just die. I'll just um, I'll just spunk up as quick as I can and get out of here. Yeah, I don't wanna make a don't wanna cause a scene. Um, don't wanna embarrass them by highlighting the poor technique. Yeah, um, the fact that I'm in agony. No, but, but um yeah, and then you get back there and you go, right, what's the tickle then? Yeah. Waterfall ghost. Three goes, skeletons. Behold <laughs> Three skeletons. Yes. Who are um, they? Don't tell me. Who are they? This is going to be someone good, isn't it? Like, are they three of the Knights of the Round Table? No. Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, something like that. Is it the Bee Gees? No, only one of the Bee Gees is dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, good point. Um, All right, I give up. No, it's no one in particular. It's just three... (laughs) Three dead people, then now they're skeletons, and that's what you got me back. I'm fucking soaked to the skin, mate. I've got, I've walked through, I've risked life and limb, I've come through. I was expecting something big, and you were saying three skeletons. I mean, I'm not being funny, but skeletons are actually fairly easy to look at. Yeah, I mean, you well, need to get- anyway. <laughs> look, now you've seen them and you're aware of them. Yeah, and what do you want me to do with that information? Well, just remember that. We are all just bones covered in mortal flesh that will eventually <laughs> rot away and all that will be left. Ab- yeah, all right. Are you done, mate? Because I was on a nice ramble on, before you fucking turned up. On your way out, please consider leaving some coins in the collection box. <laughs> and also King. when you leave, please bear in mind that this is a quiet natural area. Try not to make too much excessive noise. I did hear you and your friend swearing loudly from quite a, a long distance away. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm going to be slightly pedantic about the Bee Gees because two of them are yeah, dead. Yeah, two are dead. All right, which two? two? How it could only be the Bee Gees if it was the two that was dead and their younger brother, Andy Gibb, who died very, very long ago and was briefly a member of the band, a semi-permanent member of the band. So it could have been the Bee Gees then. Well, it's a technicality. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) the point is, it's not the Bee Gees. And in fact, I'll hold my hands up and admit, I don't know who these cunts are. They're just three dead cunts. You're getting a bit too hung up on the detail here. It's more of a broad generic point that everyone dies. I ordered them and it was cheaper just to get some generic skeletons rather than identify the people you wanted. I'm just starting out. Give me a chance. I wish I'd never beckoned you into my mystical waterfall. (laughs) Yeah, well, I wish you hadn't either, you prick. That's the third one. I'm going to just let you have a look at the fourth one before I read it out. Whoa! (laughs) What can you see? Describe it. Uh, he's like a little red devil. Yeah. Um, he's wearing what can only be described as some sort of cock bag. 
Yeah. He's naked. He's red. He's got yeah. a scary face, two horns, and and he's got a big black beard. He's genuinely yeah. scary, like yeah. a little devil. But around, he's wearing this sort of little bag, yeah, drawstring bag around his waist that seems yeah. to be carrying his b- balls and willy. Yeah, and it's quite sizey as well. He's got mm. a nice pair of tits on him as well, and yeah. he seems to be wearing something around the tits. Now, um, to me, he doesn't look like a ghost. He looks like a demon or perhaps Lucifer. Well, I'll tell you what he is. He right. is the gibbering ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll read about him. It says, Indians believed in ghosts called Buata. No, sorry, ba- Bauta. B-A-U-T-A. Bauta. Right. They were hideous creatures with small red bodies and huge lion-like teeth, which you can just mm. see hidden behind his beard. They gibbered through their noses when they spoke. They were supposed to roam at night, attacking people. Now, that's Great. more like it, isn't it? That, to me, sounds like that's the best of the bunch. Saved the best to last there, haven't I? Yeah, yeah easily the best ghost. Yeah, well, it, even the Japanese followed. fire legs, he was the good Japanese as well. The Japanese fire legs is pretty good. The rest, nah. Ghost in a stone, not interested, mate. I might uh, read the rest of them out on Friday's episode because we've got the railway ghost, the glowing ghost, the slave ghost, and the bandit ghost. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, it's I'll quite nice, that. actually. We haven't done any ghost chat in a while. Um, yeah, it's nice to just get back in the nice, book there, isn't nice it? Nice to just check back in with a, the ghost community, isn't it? Pick a random page. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, did you watch The Wall last night? I watched it this afternoon. Wasn't it fantastic? It was really good. It was quite different uh, mm. to the other ones so far. And here was the crucial difference. So okay. it was analysing it with Len. And we were like, it was really exciting. There was a different vibe to it. What was it? And I said to him straight, because he, to be honest, and this reflects badly on him, but when I watch it with him, he gets really psyched up, but he really tends to, by the end, really want them to lose all their money. He does, you mentioned Or this, to yeah. make their own decision. And in a way, I'm thinking, God, if I raise him, because this seems a bit mean. But this week, he really wanted these two brothers to win. Yeah. And he was going mental, like scored a goal when the ball dropped in the 50k and all of that. Right. And he said, after this, weird, isn't it? I don't know. And I said, I'll tell you what, mate, it's very simple. These two were not extremely stupid. And yes. I know it's awful, right? <laughs> but the other contestants most of weeks have been so thick that mm. you end up not rooting for them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the one who thought, I know I've gone on about it before, but what summed out for me was that when. That wife who was enthralled to her silly husband who yeah. had convinced her that he was an expert in every subject. Mm. And in fact, he was fucking ignorant of everything. Yeah. But he'd somehow like wrapped them up in some sort of romantic notion of himself as a fucking intellectual of the valleys, right? Yeah. And uh, when he didn't know that, when he thought that the, that the Rover's return was newer than the Queen Vic, I just thought... You can't root for someone like was that. that. Was that not the one before? Was that not the week before with the, the two well, teachers? It, it, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. But, but he, he point, had a I'm, string of questions that he said he would, they said he would know. They could, he and, oh, he loves this. He loves his, he loves yeah. his subs. He well, loves his, his geography. geography. I mean, he's, anyone who says his, anyone who uses, what, what's the word? Possessive words yeah. about generic subjects mm-hmm. is really, you know, when someone goes, oh, I love my music. <laughs> oh, he loves his music. Mate, it's not your fucking music. It's everyone's right? music. Music's for everyone. Stop laying claim to it. Mm. Yeah? Oh, I love my sport. It's just a bugbear of mine. But anyway, they're stupid. They were all so stupid. And last night, these two lads, 
they like the bloke in isolation, the older brother. He just fucking knew, he stuff, knew stuff, and if he didn't know yeah. it, he worked it out. Yeah, and there was something appealing about that, so you wanted them to win. It was an incredibly life-affirming episode all the way through, and I mm. just it, as it built and built and built, I just got more and more emotionally invested in it. I just wanted very them. nice couple of lads, weren't they? They were. Yeah, I felt that Danny didn't really know how to deal with the lad who was out front, right? Because he was eccentric, right? And yeah. he. <laughs> he didn't engage with Danny, right? Yeah. He was in his own little world, yeah? And every time they got one right, their question was right, or the ball fell in the right place, mm-hmm. he would start doing, uh, like, a dance or a celebration, a bit like a goal celebration. Yeah. But it was aimed squarely sort of at himself and at his family who were there watching. And he didn't really engage Danny at all, and Danny didn't know how... Danny, Daddy was just sort of like a bit, all right, mate, yeah, get it, on with it. it. Th- there was, a there was no times. chemistry. I didn't mind, yeah. but there was no chemistry because Danny likes it when there's, I don't know, like, i tell you what it was. This bloke was not delighted or excited to be in the presence of Danny, mm. which is strange for me to witness because I can't imagine anyone <laughs> being in the presence of Danny Dyer and not fucking pissing not themselves with excitement. Oh, I would. I mean, I'd be all over. Well, I've met Danny Dyer, and I'll admit I, I struggled to keep it together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Danny. <laughs> I feel like I did like you. All right, Danny. Come on, let's go out for a pie. I feel like I've got an accent as well. We can be best yeah. mates. Calm, calm down, pal. Calm down. Calm, <laughs> <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Danny. Remember when you were in the business, Danny? It's such a good film, isn't it? <laughs> um, it's yeah, so hard no, for working class fellas like us to get on in the media. <laughs> Stop giggling, mate. You're embarrassing yourself. I know, I can't help it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like these guys, they were, they, you know, these were, these were accom- accomplished men. They were they two were. fucking doctors. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And they were from Devon. Mm-hmm. And they, they were like, yeah, Danny Dyer's fine, but we're here. We mean business. We're, we're not getting medicine. involved yeah. in all the Keiko yeah. Bako chit-chat, mate. Yeah. And Danny was fine. I mean, I don't think Danny's got a big ego, actually. I think he's sort of like, fine, mate, whatever. However you want to play, it's fine with me. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the way I see it, there's two ways that it goes with Danny. I mean, getting back to the little dance, the fellow was doing his little dance after yeah. he'd done well. And a couple of times, Danny looked like he wanted to join in, but realised it would be inappropriate <laughs> and kind of just pulled back. <laughs> he did He did one, at one stage try and mimic a move yeah. and then just yeah. like gave and then up. And he just went, nah, I can't, I can't too do much, this. Too much effort. I mean, Danny's <laughs> whole thing. If you Do you ever watch it and imagine what this show would have been like had it been out in the 80s? Because if it had been out in the 80s, it would have been presented either by Monkhouse or Forsyth, right? Yeah. And that would have been or Barrymore, or, or, or yeah, or possibly yeah, Barrymore would have been good, um, or Les Dennis possibly, mm. right? Um, but these are people who are very high octane, high energy, and what they like to do is squeeze a laugh out of every last juncture of the game show. Yeah, yeah? don't they? they? They look at it and they were like real pros, and they studied the the, the sort of narrative of the show, mm. and they thought, how can I squeeze out a laugh? Every last bit. Whereas Danny is the complete opposite of that. Mm. He's like, 
how can I get from A to B with as little effort as possible? <laughs> exactly. He's, you know winging, I mean? he's winging it all the way through, isn't he? His catchphrase might as well be, let's just get this fucking over with. Let's <laughs> <laughs> the trousers of the fee. Fuck off. Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the wall. Let's just get this. And then he raises his hand and the audience go, fucking over with. And he goes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's the name of the game. Let's meet the geezers who are playing this week. <laughs> Jalapeño. If you like what you've been listening to on Top Flight Time Machine, why not consider heading over to patreon.com slash Machine, where you can subscribe. Uh, not only does your monthly subscription help support this podcast and keep it going, it also gives you access to a huge amount of extra exclusive content. Loads of extra episodes, yeah. You'll be getting an episode a day. And Pretty it much. costs less than a fiver. Less than a pint. Whether a you month. like it or not. Go to tftimemachine.com slash iron filings to find out more and get involved. There's t-shirts and everything. I mean, for fuck's sake, what more do you want? Jalapeño. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Jalapeño. There's two things that he likes in his contestants. One is if they're a woman, and the other one is if <laughs> they're doing baby. if they're doing badly, because then he can get a few get a few barbs in, and it can take the piss <laughs> yeah. a little bit like he did last week. Yeah. What we had here was fellas who were doing really well, so he had yeah. nowhere to go. He didn't know what to. Do. He couldn't flirt with them. Yeah, right. He couldn't really he couldn't take dance the piss. With them. He couldn't dance. He's just like, but he took it well. He's just like because. You talk about those those game show hosts of the old days, and I love all of them. I've got respect to, with all of those guys mm. I mentioned, right? Mm. And they were brilliant at what they did. And but, Jim Davidson, as you mentioned yeah, the other day. But they did have egos, right? Yeah. They had big egos, right? And they wanted to be the centre of attention, right? Um and if they didn't if they hadn't worked out an angle of how to interact with these fellas, mm. right? They would have it, they would have sort of got annoyed, um, probably sacked a producer, or tried yeah. to eke some sort of piss taking thing out, right? Which they loved to. I mean, all of them, particularly Brucey and Barrymore, 
love to belittle the great unwashed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. one of the things. So they love to belittle and humiliate them, in actual fact. Yeah. And uh, but and they would have tried that. But Danny, he doesn't care because he doesn't have an ego. Yeah. He's just like, I don't really care. You seem like a nice pair of lads. <laughs> I don't think me and you are ever going to get particularly close, right? But you seem great. You love your mum. She's here. That's nice. Let's just fucking get this over and done with. And then Plus, I can get down the juicer. Plus, as well, the contestants are secondary. What this is all about is Danny Dyer's psychological warfare with the wall itself. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the main thing here. Didn't he say at one point this week, don't you dare, wall? He was quite <laughs> threatening. Was, don't you dare. He was going, I love it. He's, he's attacking the wall. Yeah, or as he, he goes, said the, the wall week, don't like this. Yeah, yeah. As he said in the first one, I think, <laughs> oh, she's giving the wall a clump there. <laughs> clump. <laughs> she's put two in the number seven. She's given it a clump. <laughs> Danny and the wall, the closest dynamic I compare this to is Roy Keane and Yaffle. It's yes. really similar. Yeah. Because the wall is living in Danny's head rent free, yeah. isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. P- perpetual nemesis. <laughs> And it fluctuates from week to week. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. The contestants well, really aren't important. The, the, yeah. he's, he's kind of well, a, um, my a dream, between. My, my dream is to one day get a crack at that muggy wall myself. <laughs> like, all these fucking civilians come on, right? They have a crack at it. But, you know, it's unfair for them. They don't know the wall like I do. They come in, bang, they have one pop at it, right? They don't. <laughs> I've lived with this. I know the wall. I know it inside out, right? I want to go mano o mano with the wall. Just me and and it. I've had a look around the back. I've seen how it works. There's probably been been an incident during rehearsals quite early on where Danny's gone, can I have a go then? And they've gone, no, no, sorry, Danny, because it's all set up because the mechanics of the game, we've got these balls that come out then these ones. So it's it's kind of programmed. We, we, We can't do that. You what? You fucking what? Well, can't I have a go on this fucking wall? No, we just, we just can't do it. Oh, you fucking cunts. And that's how it this started. This is fucking stupid. Why do you yeah. think I took this fucking job? Because well, I, I wanted it. to have a, I wanted to have a right good butchers around the back of it. Yeah? <laughs> have I got to apply right. to be a contestant myself? Because I'll quit and I'll do that if I need I'll to. I'll have a fucking... I'll, I wanted to have a strut around the back and have a right good look about. At the mechanisms. Yeah. <laughs> All the you cogs. Fa- I bet it's fucking, I bet it's fucking, fuck all out front, it's giving it the big and you get round the back, I bet it's all fucking bollocks. Fucking steam powered, innit? Anyway, where's fucking Angela Ripman? She's in round there. How come she gets to have a look? At least you can do is let me go round and have a, a, and say hello. No, Danny, yeah. we told you, Angela's not here. She records those voice bits back in London months before the show and we just play them in. Don't yeah. give me that, you yeah. fucking lemon. Angela's back there and I demand to see her. She, she's not. She really isn't. She doesn't even know the names of the contestants. They're just generic questions that she's recorded. That's why she says, good luck to today's contestants. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't even say their fucking names. I mean, literally, we paid her rock bottom prices and she yeah. read two series worth of scripts in two hours at a sound studio in Soho <laughs> six months ago. Right? We paid a one day rate, 250 quid. I mean, back in the day... She wouldn't have got out for be- out bed for less than ten times that amount, but you know, times what they are, Danny. <laughs> All right, shut it. You give me a fucking blinder behind the eyes now. <laughs> Poor old Danny. He wants to go, and they should give yeah. him a go. 
I just look forward to like the Christmas special, him just fucking losing it and kicking, trying to kick the wall's head in. Just going for it. Windmilling in. He's going to windmill in ICF style, right? And just fucking kick it right in the nads. Possibly (laughs) pulling a tool on it. (laughs) <laughs> you know I've come tall that wall. <laughs> you fucking balls. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucking involved now, son. Your ball's fucking deep now. You've I'm been the- asking for it and now you're gonna fucking get it. I'm the fucking wall now, you cunt. <laughs> but yeah. it's been delayed. They pressed pause. There was a st- I don't know if you saw, but at the end it said what? the wall will be back on November the fourteenth. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe it's because next Saturday night's when the Star Council documentary, so they don't want to go up against that. Yeah, that could be it. They've, they've, done, they've the, paused it for us. I yeah, that's what it is. Maybe, maybe Danny's like says, "I want to watch the Star Council yeah. doc," and <laughs> so I do it. it. We, but you've already pre-recorded the episodes. It makes like no Danny. difference. I don't give a shit. I no. don't want to be on the other channel. I like to watch my shows as they go out. But I'm not going to be able to if I watch the Star Council documentary on Sky Fucking Earth. <laughs> so you, my son, have got to make your fucking mind up. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, so the two-week break then. Okay. Yeah, it's um, a bit of a shame, that. All right. Well, that's the it one. Could, it could be with. the Star Council documentary. It could be something to do with um, Strictly Come Dancing. I don't know. Well, Just I mean, don't it's, know. It's, it's good because I was worried about the schedule build-up next Saturday night. I was worried about it because there'd be a lot going on, mm. but um, we, can, we can we can work with that. Uh, here's yeah. an email, Sam, which has come from Daniel, and it's entitled, you'll like this, Fighting in Pubs, The Man mm. Responsible. Oh, yeah. So who's this? Is this Sir John Pub Fight? I don't <laughs> yeah, think it is. I hope so. And he says, Daniel says, partially responsible anyway. Thomas Midgley Jr. invented leaded petrol the fumes mm. of which was proven to cause aggression and violence in cities and other high-traffic areas. It was phased out and eventually banned in the 1990s when pub fighting started to get less prevalent. This adds up. I remember the days of leaded petrol. Yeah, well, and I remember that's what we were petrol. talking about as well. We said there's less general fighting than there used the to be. Yeah. yeah, there's less fighting than there was when we were younger. That was it. It was the lead in the petrol. Who knew? Yeah. uh, Daniel says he also invented CFCs. You know, the stuff in fridges and aerosols that destroyed the ozone layer. That was an 80s thing, yeah. Exactly. So Thomas Midgley Jr. invented pub fighting. Um, It it didn't end well for him. Daniel says Thomas eventually got polio and died when he got tangled up in a harness he had designed himself to get him out of bed. Fuck me. So there we go. <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> uh, I fucking designed myself a harness now to get me out of bed and like that Wallace and Gromit, you know. <laughs> so it's all automated. <laughs> fucking easy peasy. Fucking e- I'm not fucking getting out of bed Call using under my own steam. I've got a harness. Ah, oh, fucking garroted myself. <laughs> my fucking neck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Thomas Beasley Jr. says that. Well, so there we are. So that's the um, man who... Uh, Lampard who was right bang at it this weekend on the old Lampard in, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. We've had a few tweets and stuff about We've that. We've had a I few didn't... tweets about it, so we won't go into depth. But, but suffice to say, he got heavily involved in explaining the rules, what was and wasn't permitted yeah. on a football field, on an association football mm-hmm. field. So, yeah, you know, Lampard, as a lot of people point out, is just kind of out Lampard in even... We're just going to have to drop off Frank Lampard parody. 
Because he's gone through the looking glass, hasn't he? <laughs> he has, yeah. Yeah, we uh, can't keep up. He's, he's unbelievable. Even his demeanour, when you watch him, he's got yeah. this fucking tight-mouthed sort of... The thing is, someone asked me on Twitter, how would I explain it to someone <clears throat> who doesn't listen to your podcast? And I'm like, I thought to myself... Why would you need to? You don't need to listen to our podcast. We haven't created this. This is who he is. Yeah. I said, you basically explain to him, he's an uptight fucking head, you know, self-important, mm-hmm. humorless head Jobs boy type who would grass up his own mm-hmm. nan. Do you know what I mean? For having a, a, a faulty taillight on a fucking mobility scooter. That's the sort of cunt he is. Yeah, and exactly. anyone can say, you don't even have, have to have him open his mouth. Anyway, I was thinking about him and I, <clears throat> something popped into my head because I was, I think I've talked, I mean, I've definitely talked before about my summers at Camp Beaumont you as have, a lad. Yeah. Some of the things that happened, like when one of the, I don't know what you call them there, the uh, uh, red coats, but they're not <laughs> called red coats. But, you know, uh, when he goes, I thought I was having banter with them and thought I was well in with them, even yeah. though I was a kid and they were older. And one of them said to me, because we were just being mates together, he went, nice top, that. Can I have it? And I went, fuck off. <laughs> that was about, I was about 10. And he punched me so hard in the arm that I flew down the hallway and on my ass. Because <laughs> I just thought, I was like, it was a bit like me and Danny Dyer. I thought, yeah. fucking hell, I'm so one of the lads here. This is fun. They just, it, they just regard me as one of their own. I'm just <laughs> one of the fucking lads. They've forgotten I'm ten. I'm probably, I could probably, they'll probably offer me a fag in a minute. We'll probably all go out to pubs, girl. We'll be fine. Special. I've made them laugh loads of times. Yeah, that's a nice top. Can I have it? <laughs> Fuck off, mate. Bang! Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you punch me? <laughs> right. Anyway, I've talked about that before, but I also that that was Camp Bowman. But when I was younger, I went on Camp Dolphin. Oh, right, yeah. when I was about nine. And I always can remember the two songs that were in the charts when I was there were Frankie by the Pointer Sisters and You're yeah. in the Army Now by Quo. Frankie by Sister Sledge. Sorry to be pedantic again there. Sorry, by, by Sister Sledge, yeah. And um, and You're in the Army Now by Quo. Yeah. That's how I date it. And I think when those songs came on, I was thinking about it. And I started thinking about that holiday when I was about nine. And I realised that I had committed, not for the first or last time, uh, accidental Lampard because I think all of us I think we've talked about this before if we're really honest we go around me and you going oh he's a Lampard he's a Lampard we don't like Lampards but everyone's a bit can be a bit of a Lampard if you mm. don't keep an eye on yourself I've Lamparded at people on Twitter because they've, they've said something a bit piss taking I've got a bit self important and picked him up on it and a couple of times listeners have gone you're being a bit Lampard here and I've yeah. had to hold my hands up and go fucking hell I am Right? Yeah. This is what happened at Camp Beaumont circa 1984, 1985. We were making a, we were in a dormitory, us and some other kids. Some were older than us, some were younger. And, you know, it's lights out at like nine o'clock and you're supposed to go to sleep. But of course, you stay up fucking chatting nonstop, fucking around, winding Mm -hmm. each other up, blah, blah, blah. And the redcoats, whatever you call them, keep coming around and going, Oi, we've told you once already, this is the last time. And this particular night, we just wouldn't stop. You know, it's like, in the end, you're going to the others. Right, seriously now, right? Everyone, I don't want to get in trouble now. So everyone, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> and then you go quiet. And then some there's always some cunt starts <laughs> laughing or someone farts or something. And then it just starts all over again. So it went on for so long, right? 
that they fucking came around and they we'd driven them like to to the point of exasperation. And so I couldn't believe it. They went, right, all of you up, out of bed now, right? And we went, seriously, and they turned up and went, out of bed now. We got out of bed and I was like in my pants, right? Right. Wife fronts. It's 1985, <laughs> I'm nine, ten years old. I've got a pair of wife fronts. And I'll be honest, I'm looking back, I don't know this for a fact, but knowing myself at that age, I would say... I, 70% sure there would be a small wee stain on the right. front of okay. my pants. You know, but most, most people didn't that. need that, yeah. but yeah, okay. And um, <clears throat> they said, right, downstairs. And I'm sort of putting my, <clears throat> can I just put on my trousers first? <laughs> <laughs> downstairs now. <laughs> you are not stopping with like they've gone mental, right? And they marched us about six lads downstairs Right, through this building, this old school building where it was being held. It was in Wales somewhere, right? Right. Down through the front hall where some of the older kids were still up, right? And they <laughs> saw us all in our fucking little pants. <gasps> right? I thought, what the fuck's happening here? They led us out onto the grass. It was quite a chilly night. Jesus. And I remember the grass was quite ju- covered in sort of dew or rain or whatever. And they said, all of you, lie down on your front. What the right? fuck? And it was really, it was quite scary. And we all lay on our front yeah. with our hands on our heads, right? With and, Jimmy Savile. And and he, these lads who I remember as being sort of, they were probably, I thought they were like really old like men, but I think they were like students, like, you know, 20-year-old students. And I, I remember them all being a bit rugger-buggery, sort of that kind of vibe, you know, big lads. Sort of. And they were marching up and down as we lay there with our hands on us going... This is the fourth night in a row. You are the worst dormitory in the whole camp. We have had enough. And da 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 Right, lecturing us, right? And my Lampard moment, and it was out of order. I'm telling you now, and you're like, yeah, that does sound out of order. Mm. But my Lampard moment, I remember it really well was, I remember really vividly how much it cost for my, for my parents to send me on this thing, right? So my dad, <laughs> my absentee father, would have paid for this. My mum wouldn't have been able to afford it. Because right. I remember specifically saying to my mate, who was lying next to me on the grass, Alex Jones, going, my dad did not pay £70 for me to come here and be dragged out and lie on my front in the grass in the middle of the night. And the fly over went, excuse me, what did you say? And I fucking went for it. I went, I said, my dad. Did not pay seventy pounds, and yes, I know that's how much it cost. I saw him write the check for me to be dragged out in the dead of night, lay on my front in my pants with my hands on my head, and they just started fucking laughing at me. And I was like, "What's that? Some families? Yeah, seventy pounds a lot of money. I mean, it was a lot in those days, I suppose." But because yeah. um, now I was thinking, I was thinking, I'm sure it was seventy quid because I remember saying that, and that does seem like a bargain because, apart from the abuse of my human rights, mm. we did actually squeeze in a lot of activities. Lot I did abseiling, yeah. potholing, canoeing, yeah. fucking everything. Right, so seventy quid, it was not bad value, but I didn't like the abuse of my human rights, and it was out of order. But at the same mm. time. I was. I went through all this in my head earlier. I think one of those songs came on the radio and triggered it, and I thought that is an early example of me yeah. going full Lampard. Different times, wasn't it? I mean, you know, around the same time, Free Nelson Mandela was in the charts, so it was a different, yeah, a different vibe, wasn't it? Yeah, well, maybe there just wasn't a lot of respect for human rights back then, you know. 
while we're on talking about Lampard, we've had an email from Brendan Kelly uh, from the IFS Platinum Northeast Scotland Division. Uh, mm. And he says, found this old match annual and the cover is pure Lampard. And I've got it in front of me. It's match annual 2010. You've got a bunch of players. There's there's uh, one, two, three, four, uh, nine players on the front there. There's Rooney, there's Messi, Ronaldo, uh, Gerard, And they're all smiling. All the players in the front are smiling, except for mm. one, Francis Marmaduke Lampard. Yeah. And he is pointing to someone out of shot as if he's identifying some kind of transgression. He's got a stern look on his face. Yeah. Green yeah. card. Green card. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. Everyone else on the front is smiling or pulling a face. Ronaldo's mm. clapping his hands together in joy. And <laughs> fucking Lampard's there going, Green card. Green card. <laughs> I've identified a criminal. <laughs> fucking brilliant. So that's right. that. Um, quickly round up on the uh, predictions from the weekend, Sam. You've yeah. got Millwall to thank because you predicted Millwall won, Barnsley won, and uh, they were the only points that were scored by anybody in the by entirety. Anyone. Is that a correct so, score? Yeah, you got one Three. one. Um, uh, so you're on twenty five. I'm on seventeen. Results bots on sixteen. Uh, Brighton West Brom doesn't play till tomorrow night, so that's still to be added on. So. It's all to play for. It sort of, yeah, mm, but kind of, yeah. Doesn't look good, does it? Uh, so there you go. That's it from this one. We'll be back with all your other shit throughout the week. Um, mm. Thanks for listening, as always. Uh, TTFN, fuckers. TTFN. Mm-hmm.